one of the zoobalancing was developed by uh, an osteopath, Dr. Fritz Smith, and one of the things he says in one of our manuals is if you hold something in neutral with high regard, it will naturally move to its highest state of health. Hello, this is Dr. Diva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I have the pleasure of having Linda Webeskaya. She was pursuing a career as a professional contemporary dancer when she broke her foot during a dance class. Although she didn't realize it at the time, the fracture in her foot would break open her life and lead her to her true calling. The course of her healing exposed her to both physical therapy and acupuncture. The physical therapy she received led her to achievement of a master's degree in physical therapy in 1986. Although her physical therapy training focused solely on the physical body, she knew intuitively that injury or illness can affect every level of a person. The acupuncture she had received led to her study of zero balancing, a therapeutic modality that would allow her to express this holistic awareness with direct hands-on treatment. She began using zero balancing with her patients immediately following her first class in 1992. Linda is a dedicated teacher and has been drawn to teach whatever she is passionate about. After years of experience teaching dance and physical therapy, she's certified to teach zero balancing in 2004 and has taught zero balancing all over the United States. She became the director of the zero balancing certification program in 2007 and joined the board of directors of the Zero Balancing Health Association in 2014. She developed classes in the Zero Balancing curriculum that focus specifically on zero balancing touch. The clients in her private practice benefit from an integrative approach that combines zero balancing with the zero balancing forms of craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation. Linda, thank you so much for coming on to our show this afternoon. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a great topic. Uh, I have been fascinated with um, alternative healing modalities, um, specifically modalities that are off the beaten path and that aren't, don't have a lot of recognition, but have some amazing effect on people and, and allow them to optimize and heal them. So this is a treat for me to educate myself because I really don't know what zero balancing is. And I looked at it researching our podcast. I was reading about it, but I'm fascinating. So tell us a little bit about what zero balancing entails. Sure. Well, there, uh, zero balancing was developed by an osteopath who became an acupuncturist. And so he went from the world of structure, bones and joints, to the world of energy, as is dealt with in acupuncture. And along the way, he began to look at the relationship between energy and structure. So in zero balancing, we see people as having two bodies. They have a structural body and an energetic body. And zero balancing uses touch to bring a person's structure and energy 
into a more optimal relationship in, into balance. So when you say touch, does that involve, say, like manipulation or does that involve touch on specific acupressure points or what, um, how is that, how do you describe the touch that's, that's applied to a patient? Sure. Uh, well, in zero balancing, we're particularly interested in the energy that's in bone. And so zero balancing focuses on the bones and joints in the body. We, our clients are fully clothed, so we are touching them through clothing. And uh, we follow a, a specific protocol, uh, which can be looked at as analogous to a Tai Chi form, for example, where if you take a Tai Chi class, you learn a certain series of movements to do. And as you deepen your study and practice, you do the same movements, however you're understanding and facility and experience of those movements continues to deepen. So we use a protocol. It takes about 30 minutes, give or take. It's really individualized to the client. And uh, we focus on touching, uh, on looking for where in their body the energy is either stuck or there isn't enough energy, if you will. It looks at people, how is this person living in their body? Are they embodied here? Are they not embodied here? Uh, and zero balancing addresses that. So if I had an injury to my knee and it is a chronic injury, and would you be able to help heal that specific ailment that I'm suffering from by addressing the energy that's in locked in that bone, whether it's lack of energy or an excess of energy? So I'm going to say yes, and effective. So the, um, so we look at the whole person all the time. So yes, you have an injury to your knee. Let's say you, um, you know, let's say you tore a ligament many years ago or something like that. That's an issue with the structure that has likely healed since then. And we are looking for an imbalance between your energy and structure and to whatever extent your current symptoms are due to that imbalance, that's the extent to which your symptoms improve. Meanwhile, it's working on all of you. And I see this all the time in my clients. So as a physical therapist, people come to me, they associate physical therapy with pain somewhere, right? They come to me for back pain. However, as their back is getting better, all of them is getting better. Their life is getting a little easier. Uh, I see this happen all the time. They're dealing with stress better. Uh, sometimes people are making decisions about their lives that serve them better. And all I'm doing is giving them the zero balancing session. So is this, so it, I, I understand how it involves energy and it also involves your knowledge of the body as a physical therapist. Um, but when you're, I guess, 
when a Reiki practitioner or an energy healer is looking at the body, they're not looking at it from a systematic view and a structural view like you are. And is that the difference? Uh, not quite. Not quite. Uh, in Again, in CB, we're not looking at the body from a structural perspective perspective per se we're looking at the relationship between their structure and energy i'm fascinated by how uh, things are organized mm -hmm. if you will so in physical structure we have all kinds of anatomy books that tell us how the structure is organized and we can see the structure so it's easier to see how it's organized I believe there are a lot of modalities that have a worldview about how the energy is organized, if you will. Mm -hmm. So in, for example, in acupuncture, energy is organized in meridians. In zero balancing, we look at the way the energy is organized in terms of levels, superficial, middle, and deep. And we are interested in the deep level of energy, which in our view is the energy that's in bone. I see. Okay. So you have to get through the superficial and intermediate levels to access these deep energy levels in the bone. No, no. You can just go right there. Okay. You I just, see. you can feel it. So we put our hands on bone and look for places where the energy is stuck and there's a feel to it okay. that anybody can learn and we touch it for a uh, um, two or three seconds and it will begin to shift okay and this actually so if you're touching an area of the knee it doesn't necessarily correlate with an energy that's blocked there it could be something that's blocked in their overall sense of well-being that could make them feel a lot better just by you addressing an area that is the foot or the ankle or the knee. Exactly. Yeah, it's a holographic system in that, uh, you know, everything is everywhere. And so, uh, for example, uh, very often, um, if someone has been coming to me, say, for headaches, it's not uncommon that I'll put my hand on their foot. There's a part of the protocol where we work with the foot. And in that moment, I'll go, oh, my gosh, there's their headache. <laughs> I can, it's right under my finger there. And occasionally, on very fortunate days, the client will in that moment go, oh, my headache just got better. Hmm. And then my intuition, if you will, is confirmed. I don't say anything to the client. Who knows if I'm right or wrong? Doesn't really matter, frankly, I don't think, as long as the person feels better after the session. Now, I would imagine that having a physical therapy background and an, a background in acupuncture allows you to assess the person's energy at a higher level than someone that didn't have those backgrounds? I don't know. I, I've received acupuncture. I'm not an acupuncturist. Oh, okay. I don't have, no, I don't have any, um, any uh, training in acupuncture. Certainly as a physical therapist, uh, my hands know the body. And so as I started learning about zero balancing, the the where you put your hands and how you use your body that came to me perhaps a little bit easier it took me a long time to really feel energy uh, and i find when i teach that you know if we come from structure we often get the structural side of things 
a little more quickly. If we come from energy, a lot of acupuncturists also use zero balancing. They get the energy part right off the bat. Right. The structural part is sometimes a little bit more challenging for them. However, in the end, we all get to where we need to get to. Sure. And can you describe what it feels like to assess a person and feel a blockage? Do you feel heat or, or what is the sensation that you typically are feeling or that you know when there's an imbalance that's occurring? It's a great question. Uh, that sensation varies depending on what part of the body we're in. So let's say, for example, uh, I'm looking for held energy on a rib. I'm feeling along the rib and I come to a place where the rib feels different. That's the first thing that's going to help me figure something out. It doesn't feel the same as the rest of the rib. And then, uh, you know, how does it feel different? Well, sometimes it feels a little harder, if you will. Uh, we think of bone as being hard. However, bone is really living tissue and often has, so maybe part of the bone will feel a little more resilient. And then I'll get to a little section where it just goes like, huh huh, there's not quite as much give there. Mm -hmm. So that will tell me that there might be stuck energy there. Sometimes, and I'm going to preface this by saying that it can be hard to talk about energy. For me, sometimes it feels dull or it feels gray, if you will. And it's not that I see the color gray. That's just the best word I have to describe how it feels. Some people say they, it feels like there's a little pee there, like there's a little extra bump there. And then as we use the tool uh, that we use to uh, invite the energy to shift, we call it a fulcrum. A fulcrum uh, creates an opportunity for change where there wasn't one before, right? If you take a piece of wood and put it on a fulcrum, you've got a lever. What will happen is the feeling will start to shift and sometimes it'll feel softer. Sometimes it might feel a little warmer than it was before. Uh, and that's how I know something has happened. If I'm looking at a joint, for example, we work on the hip joint and we do an evaluation where we internally rotate the joint and we, we turn, we roll the leg in, we roll the leg out, we roll the leg back in. And we're paying attention to how it feels as the ligaments are just beginning to engage as it comes toward the end of the range of motion. And that ligamentous engagement also has certain qualities to it. So how is it coming to a stop? Well, is it like the brakes in your car? Is it coming to a nice gentle stop? Is it coming to a sudden stop? Uh, or is it simply doesn't feel like it ever stops at all? Both the sudden stop and the not stopping is indicative of an imbalance. And then I know that I need to, to do a fulcrum there. Uh, we work at the foot. There's another way that it feels at the foot. So there's multiple different signals that we're looking for where the person's body is telling us, okay, here's a place where their energy and structure is could be in better balance. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure this is, an, this is where the expertise comes in, but I mean, I'm an osteopath. And so for me, I'm, I'm used to seeing things 
from a structural perspective that are out of place or, you know, in, or out of balance. So for me, it seems like if there is a restriction, then we have to put things back into place that there's less restriction. But that is more from a structural perspective, but you're looking at it from an energy perspective or, or is it one and the same for you? So it's another really good question. So one of the hallmarks of zero balancing is that the practitioner is neutral. The practitioner does not have an agenda, uh, meaning nothing is supposed to be somewhere else. Uh, And this is no judgment. I mean, physical therapy certainly looks at the body in a very similar way. Uh, We look for asymmetries and things like that, or muscles that maybe don't have enough flexibility. In zero balancing, one of the foundational principles of zero balancing is that we hold the person in neutral. One of the zero balancing was developed by an osteopath, Dr. Fritz Smith. And one of the things he says in one of our manuals is if you hold something in neutral with high regard, it will naturally move to its highest state of health. So as the practitioner, I'm not sure where that person should be. I just know that where they are isn't in balance. Mm -hmm. So I'll do the fulcrum and whatever happens by definition is they are in a higher state of health afterwards. Okay. And how do you measure that state of health? Great. So... First of all, I personally, I measure it on how the person feels. Mm -hmm. So when someone first comes to see me, um, before they lie down for their first session, I say, you know, our first goal is that you feel better when you get off the table than you did when you lay down on the table. And that's the question I ask them when they get up. Do you feel better? Now, I can often already see that they feel better. Their face is much different. Their face is more relaxed. Their eyes are sparkling. And very often, it's one of my favorite parts, I can see more of who they are. Interesting. So it wasn't that they didn't look like who they were. However, they're more of who they are. Unmasked. They're unmasked. And this is kind of one of the (laughs) not-so-secret... Weapons, if you will, zero balancing brings us closer to who we really are. And that's one of the main ways that it heals people. And I guess, so when you're doing your adjustments or your, uh, your energy healings over the area of a body that might be stuck, do you talk to the patient while you're doing this or do you assess what their status is during a change and is that how you get feedback or you just because of years experience you kind of already know what's going on and you know what's helping and you know what's changing there's a couple couple different parts to this answer so in the classes we teach there are certain feedback signals that the practitioner is looking for that tell us that energy and structure are reorganizing for example a person may stop breathing very briefly. They'll go into an apnea or they'll go into a very shallow breath pattern. And then that will complete by having a big deep breath. We call this a working sign. So when that happens, I know that things are shifting. If someone's eyes are open, they'll 
generally are we track our eyes are sort of tracking around the room and the eye will just stop moving they'll be in like a fixed stare and then it'll start moving again so these are the visual signs that we look for i don't usually talk to the person other than to ask them if something feels good so i'm calibrating my touch so that I am touching the person in a way that feels good. This is another hallmark, another principle, is that we calibrate our touch. When we touch in serial balancing, we are touching both the energy of the person and the structure simultaneously, consciously. So it's a big, it could be a big change for, for a patient. Absolutely. And the second piece is that we stay at a very clear energetic boundary. There's no exchange of energy. So my, I know where I stop and they start. And this creates a sense of safety on an instinctive level. So you don't absorb their energy and they don't absorb your energy. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, I, my nature is I am, uh, extremely energetically sensitive it's just sort of genetically i don't know where this came from it's always been true and zero balancing i don't know that i would still be practicing if i hadn't stumbled across zero balancing because i was bringing people's stuff home with me all the time uh and this really helped me stay at that boundary um which we call interface uh, so when someone is lying on the table in a vulnerable position and they are being touched on a very deep level because we're touching both their energy and structure, and I can't think of anything in people that isn't either energy or structure. Mm -hmm. So we're really touching all of them in a very safe, well-boundary. This alone, the healing potential is huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And it kind of brings to mind, so studying a little bit about trauma and how trauma is stored in people's in bodies, in tissues, yes. Yes. In, in, in bones even. So is this something that you often face when you are treating your patients? Like they have, are, I mean, are you able to distinguish whether the blocked energy is due to trauma that's stored or if it is trauma that's stored, are you able to alleviate that and remove that trauma from their body? Again, multi-part answer. It is definitely part of the worldview of zero balancing that um, trauma is held in bone. Early childhood experiences held in bone. And it's held as a vibrational form, which in its basic sense is really neutral. A vibration is neutral. A person's experience wasn't neutral by any stretch. However, we can get our hands on it because we are touching vibration mm -hmm. and we're looking for a vibration. I may or may not know the content of the held energy that I'm touching. I don't need to know for it to shift. Sometimes I do know, or sometimes I, I might get a sense of it. What I know in my opinion is not that important. It's not really about me, right. right? And so sometimes I'll get a sense of it. Sometimes I won't. On rare occasions, again, a very special session 
if I get a sense of it and then the person speaks it, speaks what I'm getting a sense of. At that point, I may say, yeah, that's what I was feeling too. Although I often don't. I just, again, it makes it more about me. I don't, it's not about me. So I'll say, wow, uh-huh. And how does that experience for you? A lot of people use zero balancing to address trauma. There are a lot of zero balancing practitioners who work with trauma survivors. Personally, I work a lot with people with chronic pain and very, very, very often underlying the chronic pain is trauma Mm -hmm. of some kind. Mm -hmm. And the real time experience in in this moment, in the present moment of giving person an experience of safety through touch, touch doesn't lie. You can't can't lie with touch, I find goes a long, long, long way. And you mentioned two uh, subsets of population that would the zero balancing would be appropriate for, and one being a person that's uh, suffering from trauma, and uh, another person would that would be suffering from pain. So what other types of people would benefit from zero balancing? I've had clients come to me uh, for writer's block. I've had people come because they want to know themselves better. Uh, I have, peop- I have a, a client now who's working on spiritual unfoldment. And one of the things we do, it's optional, uh, and we often do it, is at the beginning of each session, we ask the client to create an intention for the session. Our term for it is framing. They create a frame for the session. And if you think about what happens to a photograph when you put a frame around it, it both contains it as well as amplifies it, and it makes what the person wants more likely to happen. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in the categories of oncology, cancer, healing, and medical eBooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. We also were able to achieve number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't gotten your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksandmillion.com. Visit from doctortopatient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. People may have all kinds of frames. So it may be a physical frame. I want my neck to feel free or, or whatever. People come who are grieving. It is particularly helpful for, um, how can I say it, living through grief? Not really the best word, but... The trauma, you, I mean, it's another form of... Yeah, you, 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 you know, grief is grief. Yeah. Right? The thing that I really love, one of the many things I love, is that regardless of why the person comes, they're getting all these things all at the same time. Right. So even the people coming for back pain are all the levels of them are getting addressed. 
Mm, fantastic. And for would, would a person who undergoes a zero balancing treatment, would they be able to obtain benefits immediately or is this something that is that occurs over a series of treatments or how does it typically work for a regular patient? It's quite variable. As I said, the first goal is that they feel better when they get off the table than they did when they lie down right. or when they lay down. And then ordinarily what I say is that we've met the first goal and I'm not any length of time that this relief lasts, I consider gravy. Mm -hmm. And I never know how much gravy we're going to get. The, the number of sessions that are required, if you will, to uh, fully address the issue, I often see related to the length of time that the person has had the issue. Mm -hmm. as well as where the crux of it is. So let's say, for example, someone has sprained their ankle and they, they're coming and the zero balancing absolutely helps their sprained ankle. And there's some structural issues there that are also helped by some pretty straight ahead Western physical therapy exercises. Mm -hmm. And so the tissue, you know, I like to say biology has its own sense of timing and it, the experience can be enhanced, I believe, uh, with, with zero balancing. Mm -hmm. So some people come for a couple of sessions. Uh, uh, some people, I have one person who's had, she's been coming to me for 12 years. I've only been living out here on the West Coast for about 14 years. She's been coming for 13 years. She's had 225 sessions. And um, her, her whole life is different. Yeah. And she initially came for pain uh, and sometimes for somaticizing where there would be really an emotional thing going on that she would be experiencing as a, as physical pain. And she doesn't somaticize mm -hmm. anymore. Um, it is, it's pretty amazing. And I'm not a psychotherapist, you know, so it's right. not my scope of practice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving her the ZBs. That's really fascinating. And I'm also fascinated by, you know, I, I haven't heard of zero balancing before, but if I was to look for a, a zero balance practitioner, what's the best way to go about doing so? Well, uh, you can certainly Google it. And a lot of us have websites and um, there's a zero balancing website, which is zerobalancing.com. And there's a section on the website called find a practitioner. Uh, and uh, you can go in and do it that way as well. Uh, the people listed on the website are either certified in zero balancing or in the certification program for zero balancing. So there may be other people in the area who do zero balancing, uh, but they won't be listed. However, you can also connect with a teacher, zero balancing teacher, because they're likely fairly dialed in to the zero balancing community in the area. And they may oh. know of people who are also skillful, who haven't yet certified. Okay, fantastic. Specifically, the clientele that find you, is it something that they typically are referred to see you or they just come across a Google search and find zero balancing? I mean, what is the mode how people find you? Mostly word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, um, someone says, I did a Google search. Sometimes if it's, a, if it's a fellow practitioner, they were at another class 
with someone who did zero balancing, who, you know, up in the hotel room, gave them a quick zero balancing session. And they said, oh my gosh, what is this? I, I, I want more. Uh, and uh, but often it's um, as someone who knows someone and then, oh gosh, you know, I think my husband would probably really benefit from this. And then the husband tells the friend at work and it goes that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems it's uh, definitely a modality that I'm very interested in pursuing. I'm I'm always trying I'm always trying different things to optimize my my health and optimize my well being. And this is definitely seems to be very non invasive, and it seems very relaxing. And at the very end, you know, if if nothing else happens, I'm going to be feeling very relaxed because I get 45 minutes or 30 minutes just you know sitting and, and being quiet so the um yeah we're starting to do some research and working with a group in austin texas called the neurosynchrony institute and they've been using lie detector technology giving the putting the wristbands on both the practitioners and the clients and taking a look at what the zero balancing is doing to oh. the sympathetic nervous system what's fascinating in the graphs they show is that at the beginning of the session prior to the session the level and the client's readout is in another level and the session starts and the practitioner's readout goes up to the client's readout and then they both come down, right? So the the client was in a little bit more sympathetic nervous system arousal prior to the session, the practitioner's calmer, and then the practitioner's readout goes up and meets the clients and then they both get progressively more balanced with regard to sympathetic um, nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system balance. So it's fascinating. That is really fascinating. And I'm also curious if there's any other metrics out there that can measure the, uh, you know, the objectiveness of the treatment modality that you're employing when you are seeing a patient. And um, I wonder if their heart rate variability improves as a result of the session. That'd be an interesting thing to experiment with. We, we've talked about that many times. I had a colleague who I was mentoring through certification who was also a physical therapist, and she did a very kind of clinical study where she gave six people um, a variety of standardized balance tests. And then she gave each of them a zero balancing session once a week for six weeks and told them, you know, not to do any other balance exercises or whatnot. And then she retested them at the end of the six weeks. And she didn't do statistics, anything like that. It was obviously not double blind. However, five of the six of them improved on these standardized balance tests, uh, which frankly surprised me. I mean, I thought, really? Uh, I I don't see that. the other thing that they're taking a look at at this uh, Neurosynchrony Institute is using EEG on people um, while they're getting the session, having them wear these EEG caps. And um, because, you know, our theory about how zero balancing works is that it induces a state of expanded consciousness in the client. Uh, and the practitioner goes into a state of expanded consciousness. And so the, these uh, researchers are seeing if they can't see if that shows up in some yeah. way. Wow, that's fascinating. That's some really, really state-of-the-art research that's going on. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if there's any other results that come out of this type of research. I also wanted to point out, Linda, that if uh, our listeners wanted to find out more about you and maybe even see you as a a patient, how can they find more information about you? 
Well, I probably the best thing to do would be to go to my website, uh, which is uh, lindawobeskaya.com, L-I-N-D-A-W-O, B like boy, E-S like Sam, K-Y-A.com. And that has in, uh, information about zero balancing. It has a way to email me. It also has a schedule now button uh, where people can go to the, go to my online scheduler. However, if it's a brand new person, I ask that they call me first uh, just so I can talk with them and uh, make sure that what they're looking for is something that I can offer them. Well, great. Linda, it's been a pleasure having you on this show today, and I appreciate uh, this great interview, and I look forward to chatting with you further. Thank you so much.